Welcome to the Sales Acceleration Show, where we talk about the science of selling across the areas of demand generation, sales, and sales operation. This show is about doing. We focus on real problems, real solutions with real people, all dedicated to accelerating sales. I'm Gabe Larson. And I'm Steve Error. Let's dive in. Dude, that is go. That was quite the dance move during the the intro music. Yeah. So today, everybody, (laughs) I'm just like Steve. We're rolling. Um, I'm a little bit ticked off. Is this this is going to be a rant cast? Today, we're just going to rant a little bit. It's a little uh, different for the sales acceleration show, but I got to talk bad things about account based sales. All right. We've been talking the positive side of it for what? This is our this is our 19th episode, I think. Are we on 19? 19. That's what I'm talking about. So, uh, um, yeah, so let's talk about the, the dark side. Yeah, well, here's... Sorry, the, this is episode 20. Is I apologize, t- 20. Episode 20. <laughs> yeah, get your numbers right. <laughs> That's right. So here's the thing, Steve. I, um, You know me. I'm on the road uh, a fair bit. Absolutely. Um, it's a blessing and a curse. <laughs> Um, my wife um, hates it, but you, there's some pros. And one of the pros is you get to go and see all these different companies' playbooks and then determine what's good and what's bad. Right. Now, I'm in – well, I got to be careful what I do here. So I'm on one of my business trips. We won't okay. use any names. Um, and this was interesting. Let me give you the kind of the brief background. So it's a fast-growing tech company. Um, let's call the sales leader John. Okay. John's been there under a year and um, has about 100 salespeople. Well, that's a big team. Yeah, about 100, have 40-ish kind of sales development, 50-plus um, kind of account executives. Um, now he comes in and one of his big, you know, things that he sees, he's like, man, this is chaos. And he feels like they've been spending way too much on technology that is really underutilized, which, okay, not a huge surprise there. So what John says, you know, what we need to do immediately is we got to move to this account-based model. Which okay. is kind of what everybody's talking about. That's sure. the buzz of the industry. So what does he do? He first and foremost tries to get a vendor to help him identify target accounts. The problem is that vendor can't quite get their stuff together. And for whatever reason, it's been almost a year and they still have not been able to identify 200 target accounts, which is kind of what he wanted. So wow. they're in this place where things are starting to get out of hand. He invites InsideSales.com myself to come out check this out see if they can't build a holistic account based strategy and i go out there man and i gotta admit it's i i'm like okay i get it john um let me talk to some of the sales reps let me talk to some of the sales managers i want to see it i want to taste it i want to fill it and um i gotta admit it was um it was cowboy town it was bad what did you see so here's the deal, and this is what, I don't know, this account-based sales thing, right? We just had an episode um, with our friend Kevin Gaither, sure. who talked about the high-velocity model, and he's got this system 
Um, where people, I've never seen it dialed in quite like that. I mean, was. yeah, it, great word. Everybody's just dialed in. They're doing exactly what they're supposed to do. It's a process. It's a system. It's a structure. Things are going crazy. Um, and then you come to something like this, and I kind of feel like this is um, a little bit of the mantra of, of account-based sales, where it's like everybody do whatever you want because we are rejecting the concept of structure and accountability and I've, I honestly couldn't sleep last night. It's it's one thirty last night and I'm thinking about this concept of accountability versus empowerment. First of all, we got to get you a hobby. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you can get your mind off some things. Second of all, as, some, as a practitioner of account-based sales, as I run a team that does account-based sales. To say it's the wild, wild west and say it's cowboy town and say it's there's no accountability, in my opinion, that would be the antithesis of account-based sales. It seems to me like it's more accountability. It's just accountability over very, very specific things. I'm going to go after this company. This is what I'm going to do. Am am I wrong? I, I think it probably should be. I just think right now a lot of companies are using account-based sales as a way to almost be unorganized. As an excuse. Well, as an excuse to, you know, I'm not going to get as structured as like Kevin Gaither and ZipRecruiter because we're not telemarketers. We're we're more strategic than that. Uh, so what they're saying is essentially because these guys are... We're sales professionals, not telemarketers. Yeah, then we're going to let them do what they do and not get in their way. Yeah, so let me give you an example, right? So I'm at this company, and for those of you who are listening, I mean, this is a real client, real situation, real people, real problems. So I interview, I spend a day or so interviewing, and here's some of the feedback I got. First topic, um, randomly selecting accounts. So I mentioned, you know, he wanted them to have 200 targeted accounts, but the vendor hadn't come in there to do it. So I pin them down. I say, how have you determined your targeted accounts? And this is what they're saying. They say, okay, well, every week, you know, I get together uh, an account executive with a sales development rep, and we sit down, we have this discussion as to who we should be focusing on. Now, the sales development rep says, look, man, I basically just listen blindly to whatever the account executive says. And when push comes to shove, the account executive is like, yeah, honestly, it's a little bit here and there. Uh, if I if I've driven by a company, you know, recently and it kind of caught my eye and I remember it, we'll put that on our t- kind of target for the month or for the week, and that just didn't seem very organized. See, and 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 I when I was a uh, making the phone calls and and I tell my guys to have those meetings, so it seems like they're eighty percent of the way there. They're they're well, I'd say. 60% of the way there. They're having the meetings, which is a good thing. You got to have that communication between, you know, the, the, the sales development reps and the AE. Yeah, well, and here's my, here, and you may but, argue with yeah. this, Steve, you may yeah. argue with this, but I do feel like when it comes to prioritizing accounts, your weekly meeting between a sales development rep, as an example, and account executive rep, um, that meeting is more around building trust and building consensus. I feel like 
deciding on target accounts is not something that should be su su subjectively done between an account development rep and, and, a, and an account executive. We need to have sure, worked with sure. marketing. We need to have decided upon, ideally using some science and some data, what should be our target accounts. And yes, then weekly we come together and shuffle and talk and build rapport. But the idea of an account executive and a sales development rep just randomly choosing accounts seems wrong. That's absolutely wrong. What we use those meetings for for is specifically to say okay i went after xyz company as we picked last week we looked like a good target we thought it was a good target and guess what i've tried everybody and it's dead i can't get in there it's it's literally impossible i've done everything i can let's get it off the list we're gonna need to replace it with a new one or a status update. This is where I'm at. This is where I'm going. And that's different, man. I'm that's telling different you, than picking there, the accounts. Yeah, yeah. I, I feel like that's not... I, I know people want to believe they're doing that, but a lot of times I think random accounts are showing up showing up oh, in there absolutely. that are not, quote-unquote, our data-driven kind of a, a target list. Now, I do want to throw out something. Like, look, I am not opposed to this account-based movement. I, I think it's fascinating um, and I, I truthfully am feeling more and more like it is driven a little bit by the full millennial movement where, as I said earlier, millennials want more empowerment. They they sure. want to be do. They, look, they're not going to just be, you can't tell in a millennial, just go dial a hundred dials a day anymore. If it doesn't work and they don't find that it's valuable, they're going to naturally gravitate to the stuff that makes them successful. Sure. So you can't just say, sure. do, 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 crack the whip. You got to find out how can I empower them more. But I feel like, again, just kind of letting them go free for all is also not the right the right area well the, the 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 question if i pull up an account for one of my guys and i say i'll ask him this question why is this account on your list why are you working this account they should be able to give me an answer and telling me well my ae said this is the one to go after is not an acceptable answer they need to be able to go back to their ae and say why is this an account you want me to go after it was it scored higher on our scoring system was it uh, a niche company, a niche uh, 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 a niche company that we go after and we do well with. What's the reasoning behind it? Why did we choose that? Rather than I walked by the brand in the grocery store and it seemed like a good idea at the time, which is also not a terrible concept. But I feel like having now mapped out a lot of account-based sales processes. Again, I'm a little bit addicted to mapping out process. I got to visualize it to see it. Sure. Four big problems in account-based sales that I don't feel like a ton of companies seem to be nailing. One is this identifying of target accounts and really the way to do it. The next is identifying target contacts. Sure. Um, number three then is getting the right information for those contacts. And then number four is just the reach out strategy. And I know that number four is kind of a big one, but those first three were messy. And for this company, I hit on number one, that identify target accounts. But when it came for contacts, I got to tell you, Steve, I'm sitting there, right? And I'm watching these reps go through their motion. And seriously, it's like, okay, now, now that you've identified this, you know, subjective target account for all... <laughs> excuse my humor sure um how do you find your your ideal context now this was interesting because they had not identified buyer personas or they had loosely identified buyer personas so i had some reps say hey look i feel like i should be going after it and i had other reps saying hey i feel like the better persona is operation so that was kind of red flag number one but red flag number two was like 
So they've got their own CRM. So they can go look in, in their CRM to find contacts. Or you can actually go into discover.org. They had a license for that. Or you go into LinkedIn. They had a license, you know, for that. Some sure, guys run sure. a premium or navigate. Or they had a license for Rain King, another lead uh -huh. list provider. Then they had another license for Zoom Info. Believe it or not, these reps had access to each one of those. Wow. And would spend significant amount of time randomly kind of trying to navigate all these different providers, trying to figure out who would be their optimal accounts for these, or these contacts for these accounts. And it just was, I think I had a rep say, Gabe, honestly, for these first few steps of identifying account, contact, and then finding the information for that was like 75% of their day sometimes. So when I first started in sales, I met with my, uh, my account executive. And I asked him, okay, what we're selling, who could use this, who uses this best? And he gave me, you know, the VP of sales would use this, the, uh, the, the, the chief revenue officer, uh, uh, director of, of business development. They went through a whole list of, of people that would want to go after. Before I had a good CRM, I literally had a Google Doc that had the company listed, and then under there I had a space for those personas that they wanted to go after. Uh, because yeah, I could get anybody on the phone, but if I'm selling a piece of software, does it make any sense to have the janitor on the phone? And the answer is no, no, it doesn't. Yeah. I've got a warm body on the phone. They've got a pulse and the guy's probably happy to talk to somebody. But the fact is you got to get the right people. Otherwise you're wasting energy. You're wasting motion. Yeah. And defining these, these optimal contexts, these concept of buyer personas, um, actually, in the webinar that Ken did with Rich Neal and John Miller, they talked about um, the concept of personas. And Rich Neal had done that big study on looking at different personas and what some of their problem statements were, what they cared about most. If you've not gone down the path of trying to build or optimize your buyer personas... Um, <laughs> It's a pretty, it's a pr stop the podcast now, <laughs> <That's right. laughs> get out some paper <laughs> and then start it later on. Cause we want you to finish. Yeah. Well, and look, you can make that more scientific or you make it more subjective, sure. but truthfully get something down there. Look at some start. past data and see if you can get it. Now this last piece and Steve, I'd be interested to get your opinion on this. Um, because truthfully, again, I don't know if there's well, one, one last thing on the buyer personas is the fact is the way you would speak to and uh, address the concerns of someone in the C-suites is very different than a frontline user of whatever it is you're selling. It's totally different. It's, it's night and day different. And it's not that you speak with one with respect and one you just speak to, but they have different concerns. They have different needs. Um, the, 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 the sales rep, he's not as worried about overall company revenue, you know, where the, where the, the, the chief financial officer, he's worried about efficiency and, and, and cash flow and, and other things. They all have different concerns. That's why they all have different jobs. And you need to make sure that you're, you're speaking to the person about concerns that matter to them.
Yeah, yeah. You kind of tailor your message a little bit. To Absolutely. The, but, you know, one of the interesting things is is over-personalization. We're seeing that more in the account-based sales where... Where it gets creepy? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're like, I saw your dog the other day. That, yeah, that interesting might be too caller. Much. Um, no, so this concept, right? Because, you know, C, um, CEB says 5.4. That's the that's the buyer's group. 5.4 people, people who are actually involved in making the buying decision. Right. Um, the, the, the interesting thing is, okay, I've got these 5.4 people. How do I find a way to personalize my message, but then realize that at some point I've got to build consensus? I mean, you, you can't just go so far down the track to say one thing to one person and another thing to another person that you can't eventually bring that message well, back that's together. that's just it. You bridge them together at some point. This is how they interact together so that they both meet the demands of what these two different people are looking for. Yeah, because again, I think that you go personalization to building consensus, I think is an interesting concept. So, um, so the, the, in this one, I bet Steve, you'll have an interesting opinion on. So, um, so, okay, now they find the contacts in some of these different areas, but the question then comes, how do I find the right contact information? Sometimes I guess these reps, you know, were telling me, hey, I don't know if I can always trust what I find in XYZ provider. So I like to double check to see if I can't get a direct out phone number or even an address or the correct address. So again, I go on this wild goose chase. So I've just spent an hour with my account executive trying to, you know, subjectively choose accounts. Then I just randomly bombarded these different list providers trying to find contacts associated with it. Then these contacts don't have the freaking right information sure. so now i'm like i gotta go back to linkedin i gotta go free tools like email hunter a handful of them had bought a, a tool called sellhack.com they felt like that had some better better contact information sure. and again you can see how the time is starting to add up here and we've not even reached out we haven't even dialed the phone picked up the the handset well and how can they they don't have the right email address they don't have a, a phone number in there and so these reps i mean you could visibly see the frustration in the time well, do wasted. you blame them <laughs> well, yeah, can you blame can you blame the reps i mean I, and this is a case where you know the you know in an ideal world hopefully the reps are are the reps that are in the situation are listening to this and can make changes on their for their own business but I blame, this is a case where I blame the management. The management, you know, it's not the Wild West. Give your guys some structure. Help them understand how they use these tools and how they use their day. My job is, is, is a manager is, I tell my guys. I'm going to come and check how you're doing this. I'm going to come and audit you and then I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to write do. about it. My, my, I tell my guys, my job is to get any obstacle out of your way that is keeping you from, from, from selling. And sometimes it's uh, an operational thing, and I go and run and, and, and fix an operational issue. Sometimes it's, it's something silly like, uh, I, I don't know, the, it's themselves. Sometimes it's they're watching the Olympics on their phone, and they're not paying attention to what they should be doing. And I need to step in as a manager and get rid of that obstacle. In this case, the obstacle is absolute chaos. And I, in this, in, in, in the, the group that you visited, I blame the management here. They need to step in and give those, those guys some structure with some room to be themselves and do their thing. You know, you, you mentioned Wild Wild West. I think that's usually the word I'm looking for when I say Cowboy Town. Cowboy Town works. I like it. It's a little Does different. it mean anything? Cowboy Town? It, it does now. 
I think I'm trying to say Wild Wild West and it just comes out as Cowboy Town. I do that a lot. I gotta watch that one. <laughs> uh, anyways, um, the last piece I wanted to throw out there, Steve, because again, this has been bothering me um, because I feel like this is this is not the norm, but I mean, it's out there. And if you feel like it's not, I think you're wrong. I think this type of I, stuff I, is real. I feel like you're on a roll and we need to have like a church lady organist in the background and having some guy yell, preach on. Preach on, man. This last <laughs> one... Um, it was like organized chaos and, and some of you may laugh here and I don't, I don't know if there is maybe a perfect world, but okay. So walk with me here, right? So I'm, I'm sitting with these reps. They got their target accounts. They got contacts. Now they've got, um, they got the right contact information. It's taken two hours, but they got it. Now I got to store this somewhere. Now they have access to their CRM, but they haven't been maybe trained properly on it. And they don't feel that comfortable with it. They can't get the visibility that they want. And let's be honest, not all CRMs are equal. There's some horrible, clunky, useless CRMs out there. There's some great ones, and, but there's some horrible ones well, but, out but there. And, and you might have a good one, but it, maybe it's not optimized. You haven't been trained right, right, on it. Exactly. You still so, need to know how to use it. Okay, so if I'm a sales, de- you know, a sales development rep or an account executive, and I, I'm going to the path of least resistance. Now, the management team had said, hey, you've got to put activities in your CRM, but they couldn't really get the visibility out of it. So what did they go to? Google Docs. That's the, the good old standby. I've done that. Yeah. And, and you know what? I'm, I, again, I'm not necessarily knocking everything. It just was, God, it just got messier and messier. Okay. So we got Google Docs. I've got my CRM. Now the management team had recognized that there was a little bit of unorganization. And so they had recommended this um, planning document um, that tried to help people get a little more organized around target accounts. It was in Excel. Now, all well-intentioned, but what happened by introducing this Excel document basically led to randomly passing other Excel documents like it was a hot potato. So, okay, so now I've got CRM with some data in it. I've got my own Google Doc highlighted red, yellow, and green to see if I can't manage priority and follow-up and structure there. Then I've got this Excel document to try to kind of figure out what management wants, and I just started scratching my head thinking, Wow. So last night. Wow. Last night, my is wife. Is that the way it is everywhere? Well, I mean, I, I, I've been on the road a lot, and I can tell you there's a decent amount of it. Sure, sure. And, and I think uh, there tends to be, um, in, in development of software, they call it feature creep. But I would say there's, in sales, we tend to have software creep, where we're like, oh, and this tool's great, and this tool's great, and this tool's great. And there's no discipline around what tools. I haven't even gotten to that part. I haven't even gotten to their other tools, man. Well, I'm saying in general, it's like, (laughs) we've got this CRM, this Google Doc, and Excel. You know, last night, uh, my wife decided she was going to clean the house, and it was was needed. It's it's back to school. And and I was working at the computer, and I looked at my desktop, and my desktop on my home computer was full of icons, randomly placed icons everywhere. And I felt like, you know, I don't know if, if I needed to get to a specific video clip or audio clip or a... Uh, some sort of file, I wouldn't know where to find it. So I spent about an hour just organizing my desktop, and I can tell you the sense of an relief. Hour? It took an hour to organize oh, it. Was, it. it was Man, bad when game. mine's bad, usually I just grab everything. In fact, I just did it. I've got it right here. I put it in this ran- random folder. I just put, <laughs> grab everything and put it in. That is the equivalent of taking your files and putting them under your bed. <laughs> yeah, but I just spent some time and organized it. So now my, my, my pictures are in the right place. My videos are, are in the right place. Are you the clean one and your wife's the messy one? No, we're, we're both. We both struggle with it. <laughs> but but I, I organized it so that, you know, if I do want to do something, I can do something. And now my computer's useful. 
And I think that in, in, in business, we do the same thing, right? We have a little bit of information over here, a little bit of information over here, and we, we don't ever, we don't optimize it and organize it in, in the right way. Organized chaos is a great way to put that because by all intents and purposes, it's organized. But the, <laughs> and it was. The was organizational this, systems are a mess. Oh, there was this one girl, you know, bless her heart. Because your exact point, she was so... It was, organized chaos is the right word. She takes us through this system. See, you're not right? so bad, Gabe. <laughs> she takes us through the system, and she had it nailed down. I mean, I, Google Doc, it was like red, yellow. It was like Christmas colors, and she had all these... She had like 30 tabs, and she like knew exactly where it was going, but... Um, but when you took a step back, you were kind of like, the desktop's a good example. It's like, this is still kind of messy in its organization. Well, can you imagine? Think about this. And, 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 and imagine you're a brand new rep and you're hired by the company. You're excited. You're gung-ho. You're ready to go slay the world with your sales skills. And then they're like, all right. So then you hit alt-tab and you go over here. And then you hit alt-tab and you put the information over here. And then you copy and paste and you click there. And then... You're going to spend that that time where you have that energy, where you're ready to get going, where you're you're hyped up on everything that is the company and the product that you're selling, gets wasted on understanding what goes and what document oh, and what there's program. There's so much, right? Goodness, you guys. It's amazing we can be successful as salespeople sometimes. Absolutely. Well, you know, we probably need to... I mean, I've heard that negative... Um, stuff doesn't resonate with, with audience as much. So we probably need to wrap this up in a minute, but let me see if I can kind of summarize, and then i got to mention one more point. So, okay, so um, let's just go through it one more time. So basically, you've got target accounts that have been subjectively chosen. You've got the quote-unquote wrong target contacts that have been discovered. You've got unnecessary time being spent finding contact information. You have information stored. Now, remember, 25% in the CRM. 45 in some shared Google Doc, 30% in some Excel template. Now we're ready to begin our outreach strategy. And I don't want to dive into this too much, but this was, you, you mentioned the technology, right? Three um, technologies to place a dial. I call it the phone. Yeah, I don't. I, I mean, I, I know why, and I don't want to get into the context. Yeah, but literally, yeah, yeah. three different wow. technologies. Then they were emailing out of Outlook, Salesforce, and oh, and they had another email vendor. Um, plus all those lead vendors. I mean, I could understand why when he came in, he was thinking. John was thinking. There's just too much technology now. When oh, it came yeah. to the outreach strategy. And this was interesting, but every rep did it differently. And it would have been great to see maybe some best practices shared. I mean, one rep said, honestly, I only use in-mail. I only use LinkedIn. I never place a phone call, never do an email. I had another rep say, I'm all about phone call. I can't believe other people don't do phone calls here. I had one rep setting up campaigns and sending hundreds of emails a week. One rep literally said, honestly, budgets aren't as tight here. So um, the account executive just goes and does donut drops or you know, kind of pizza drops. And then I follow up on it. And truthfully, that's only thing. My that name works. is Steve Error. My work address is. I mean, look. The, I'd like a pizza drop. Yeah. In fact, I miss lunch. I'm hungry. Um, <laughs> like, look, those are all good strategies. It was just surprising again to see kind of such disparate um, instances. Everybody doing different stuff and not really coming together to say, hey, this is what's working and what's not working. So, um, and, and I don't know what was right in their industry, but certainly there wasn't a best practice. So let, let me, let me 
let me try this here. So we got all this chaos going on, and maybe this is too soon, and if it is, tell me and I'll, I'll wait, but... So what do you do? You're in this rat's nest of a sales organization. What do you do? Do you think I want to answer that, man? It's way more Call fun. Gabe. Just to, it's way more fun just to talk about the bad than it is the good. Is 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 there hope for something like this? Oh, there can al- they fix it? There always is. I mean, you know, in first steps. I mean, this is what I did. Um, I I did exactly what I'm walking you through. I sat down and I walked through literally step by step of their entire process marketing, sales, sales operations, beginning to end, how they find stuff, how they're getting their lists. I mean, you're hearing kind of the detail, but we went more than that, interviewed 10, 12 people. And I visualized it on a a kind of a big process map. Now, again, I'm a little bit addicted to those, but once you could see this visually, and when John and I went through this process map visually, a current state. Did um, you get it? Well, you can't not get it. I mean, you walk through it and he's like, I felt that. I kind of saw that. But you can then highlight. You can't tackle everything. You can't say we're going to tackle all of these problems. I I think I found 19 areas of opportunity in their process. Um, And I said, hey, let's focus on three of the low-hanging fruit. Um, And so we identified three key areas that we felt like were easy, low-hanging fruit, built a future state process map around that, and started the crawl, walk, run strategy to be able to change from current to future state. And so, uh, and and again, I don't want to go too much into the detail, but absolutely you can change it, but I don't think you can change it all at once. I think you actually got to figure out that this is part of your culture. This is part of your process. And once you realize that, now you can... just like alcohol's anonymous. I was just about to look up the 12 <laughs> steps because I don't know them. And say, what are the 12 steps? recognize your awful state that you're in, then you can start to fix it. But truthfully, visualizing it, pinpointing those areas, choosing the low-hanging fruit, running the crawl, walk, run strategy, I think was kind of the way that, that, that this company's thinking about doing it. And I think it's the right way. So Good. Well, it's just I, I wanted to leave it on a, on a more positive note saying, hey, there's there's Good. hope. Good. There's hope. I love it. Well, hey, everybody. Wanted to talk about account-based sales, what not to do today. Um, Big believers in the movement, but I think we've got to find that balance between empowerment and accountability. You know, Gabe, uh, uh, you did did write about this. There's a LinkedIn post off your LinkedIn profile. I think people should go and they can read it and and post comments. I'm curious to see what they say about it. Yeah, I'd love to see if you guys haven't experienced the same. Again, if you're if you're a leader and you've not checked with your sales team, probably a couple of these things creeping in. Always decay and delay if you haven't stayed on top of it. Feel free to check out the LinkedIn post. Would love to continue the dialogue there. And hey, it's always fun chatting. Absolutely. So uh, listen to us on, uh, I know a lot of people listen to us on the web. Some people listen to us on iTunes. Uh, subscribe. Uh, write us a review. Let us know what you think. Uh, we're also on Stitcher and Google Play. Email us at podcastinsidesales.com. And I'm going to give everybody a little bit of homework this time. Email us what's in your rat's nest. What is it that's, it's, that's clogging up the works a little bit? And uh, I'm just curious to see what, what people are dealing with. And maybe we'll share some good ones on the air if, if we get some good ones. Gabe and, uh, Gabe and I are on Twitter at, at Gabe Larson. And uh, I'm at Steve Error. And then uh, also find us on LinkedIn and, and please look at some of the stuff that Gabe's written. I've got a little bit of stuff, but Gabe's got some really great content that he's put out there and it's a great place to interact with him. 
And uh, with that, uh, let's get at it. 